Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. We will get to the Bronx and obviously the Dolphins tomorrow, but the Reds uh, had a really impressive win off the back of their first round loss. Um, they put 70 on the Western Force. Uh, the real test will be the Brumbies when they uh, face them this weekend. Tim Horan is a Reds great and also a Wallabies great, and he joins us this morning. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, Dubbo, and hello to all the listeners out in the country. And, um, you know, whether you're in the cattle yards or on the tractor, um, nice to be on the show, Dubbo. And, yeah, the Reds were they were pretty good, impressive um, against, you know, a side that struggled the, the Western Force in round two down in Super Round. So all 12 teams were down in Melbourne. There were six games over three days, a bit like Magic Round in the NRL. So, yeah, the Reds put on 70 points. So... As you mentioned, it'll be a big test for them against the Brumbies in Canberra on Saturday night. It's a big test. Um, we've got to talk about this side. When it's stacked, it looks as good as as anything. And I think the, the difference is when they get all their stars back. I mean, you know, Suley to O'Connor to to having their full array. They won't have Tenny Elatupo. They look very good. But the question mark does remain about Brad Thorne. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, a lot of people are coming out and defending him, and I understand that. But... A pass mark is to beat the New Zealand teams. That is his major goal this year for his survival. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, five and a half years in the coaching jobs are about about average. And you're right; he needs to he needs to get some big wins um, before the win um, on Sunday afternoon in Melbourne. Um, he'd only won one of the last eight Super Rugby games, so. Um, people forget last year how they had a pretty poor run at the end of the last year, and but yeah, he's done a great job off the field. He's really changed the culture. He's got a wonderful platform in place for the Queensland Reds. It's whether he can take them to the next step in the next twelve to twenty-four months. So um, time will tell. But yeah, Reds, they, you know, this weekend against a side like the Brumbies will test the way Brad Thorne. Um, his team and his style of play against Stephen Larkham, of course, the former Wallaby player who's now it's his second stint as coach of the Brumbies down in Canberra. He does a very good job. They are the favourites, the Brumbies. They obviously have been delivering week in, week out. The big thing about them is that, you know, um, th- th- they absolutely um, are the benchmark at this moment. And I know New South Wales are as well, but... It has to be uh, one of these things that if they don't win, then they have to go back to the drawing board in some ways. Well, I think when you look at these both teams that are playing on Saturday night, Dobbo, in Canberra, is the Brumbies, their first two rounds, beat New South Wales, Waratahs, and beat probably the top team in the competition, the Blues, who are based from Auckland. So they had about 11 or 12 All Blacks players starting, you know, Bowden Barrett, uh, Rico Iwani for the Blues. So that was a big win from the Brumbies. Um, 25-20 was the scoreline. Um, 45 points in the first half and not a, not a single score in the second half, but an entertaining match. But when you look at the Brumbies, their team they actually play like a team and, and you can see everyone knows exactly what the player next to them or around them is going to do and what they're all trying to achieve. I think that's the challenge with this Queensland Reds team at the moment. Two rounds in, they're still playing like individuals at the moment. Yep. And it's there is some combinations starting to come. Tom Liner at fly up, of course, the son of Michael Liner. Um, you know, 19 years of age. So combinations might take a little bit longer with the Reds. At the moment, from first two rounds, what I'm seeing, yes, they're playing some good footy, but it's individually. Jordi Pattaya, uh, Filippo Dangunu, um, Subiasi Vunivalu, first game last week. So it might take a little bit of time for the Reds to build those combinations, but you haven't got long in this comp, Dubbo, either. It's a World Cup year, Tim, which bodes uh, it's a special time. And Rugby Union World Cups are always phenomenal. You've won two of them. You you actually know how important they are. Was it 
firstly, too late to, to overhaul the coaching situation in a year, in a rugby World Cup year, and can Eddie Jones get this side to where they need to be, which is, you know, competing. They, they need to be in a semi-final. I mean, that's the pass, Mark, you know, um, you know, to win it, of course, but the semi-final gets you to the game. Well, I think, yeah, there's a couple, a couple of points there, Dobbo. Is what one, Dave Rennie, I thought was a very good coach and should have taken the team through to the Rugby World Cup this year, but then Eddie Jones became available. And um, Dave Rennie was always, um, most likely, he mentioned he was going to leave and finish after Rugby World Cup, been there, you know, four years or so. So he thought he'd taken it to a certain level. Um, and I thought he should have been given that opportunity. But then all of a sudden, Eddie Jones becomes available and, and they sign him for five years, which is a long term as a coach. Um, he's going to help out, of course, with the women's program as well, the Wallaroos. And then you look at his backroom staff. He's, you know, Dan McCalla, who was the coach of the yeah. Brumbies. He became assistant coach of the Wallabies. Um, he's moved on. So at the moment, Brett Hodgson, um, former NRL player, is the defensive coach in the backroom staff already. Jones, he, that's all he's got at the moment. So he's got to try and find some staff assistant coaches that can help him out going into a Rugby World Cup. And yeah, you're right, Dobbo. It's, the, the Wallabies, a good thing for the Wallabies at the moment, um, they're on the right side of the draw. So in a quarterfinal in Marseille, which is the southern part of France, they should take on either Argentina, who's coached by Michael Checker, the former Wallabies um, coach, or England. Now, if they take on that, they should be able to beat one of those teams into the fi- in the semi-final. And the semi-final, you're either going to play probably someone like Ireland or South Africa on that side of the draw. Because the top four teams at the moment are in Pool A and Pool B, which is the All Blacks, Springboks, Ireland and France. So out of those four teams, only two will make a semi-final. Yeah, and so that's just the way the years. So it, the the good thing is we know the Springboks always deliver at that time. We know New Zealand will be, but gee whiz, New Zealand about their controversy this week. Obviously, this is off the back of um, the throat slitting incident that occurred last Friday. An apology straight after the game goes a long way to me. I mean, why the controversy afterwards? Yeah, I think, Dobbo, so Artie Savia, um, and I was commentating on the match. It was obviously the, the, the Melbourne Rebels up against um, the Hurricanes who are based in Wellington, New Zealand. And Artie Savia, like, it's he's a wonderful player. He's a great ambassador for the game on the field and off the field. Um, it, it was totally out of character. If anyone didn't see it, he, you've, you've seen it in the Harker when they do the other Harker, which is the Copa Apunga, where they do the throat slitting at the end of the Harker. And he was sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes and probably got a little bit of verbal from the Melbourne Rebel players and he came back and did the throat slitting. So um, it was totally out of character for Artie Savia, but it wasn't a good look for the game. And, you know, Dobbo, sometimes we talk about the pub test. You know, is the but this, this test, I think, is for, it's the 10-year-old boy and girl test who are watching the game and what do they think of that? And it's, it's unsportsmanlike. He ca- yes, he came off the field. Dobbo, I agree with you and put his hand up and said, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's out of character. It's, I shouldn't have done that. But everyone is remorseful after something happened and, or you do something wrong. Everyone's remorseful. And sure. I think it was I think it was fair. I think one week suspension, I think that's fair. I thought it might have been a, a suspended fine and a very harsh warning, but I think one one week is fair. You can't do that in the game. There's a line in the sand of what you can and can't do with certain gestures on the field, especially when you know, the broadcasters are broadcasting to, you know, millions of people onshore and also offshore. Lots uh, to like about this rugby season. We need the Reds to win. Um, 
they need to win against the Brumbies. We might talk to you in the next couple of weeks. Really appreciate your time, mate. How's the cattle industry for you, mate? You, how's your little farm? <laughs> you, you, you all going well? Going well, Dobbo. I've got, uh, I've got about 54 steers. I might start to sort of um, put it in the feed lot in a couple of weeks' time. They're getting close to 500 kilos, the Black Angus. So the market's come down a bit, so you might have to sort of chip in, Dobbo. Oh, not really. No, I won't be. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll take a break, come back with more. Appreciate your time this morning. Tim Horan on Rural Queensland today. It is Thursday morning, the 9th of March.